If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more streaming platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Is this the lowest that Jose's ever been against Pep in this eternal rivalry that is Pep versus Jose? Yeah, but is it also his weakest squad that he's ever faced Pep Guardiola with though? Hello and welcome back to Off the Crossbar podcast with myself, Regan Walsh, and my co-presenter, as always, Bradley Morris. How are you on this chilly Thursday afternoon, Brad? I have to say, these senses of deja vu are becoming a lot more normal for us. <laughs> yes. I know they say deja vu is something that you think's happened but hasn't actually happened, but this definitely feels like it's already happened for us. But... Nevertheless, we have a full slate of Premier League fixtures to look forward to this weekend. We've got some women's football to talk about and a brief recap on the FA Cup action as well as our favourite game, Guess This Squad. All that and more to come on this episode. We are doing it that much, we recorded it twice. Yes, that's how much we love this episode. Doesn't um, piss me off. So, <laughs> So starting off this weekend at 12.30 at the King Power Stadium is Leicester City versus Liverpool. Um, you've got to say, this is a must-win game for Jurgen Klopp's up if they want to maintain a push for the top four and put uh, pressure on Manchester United and Manchester City. Mm. They're definitely in danger of catastrophically falling away from the title race. Yeah. If they lose and other results go against them this weekend, they could be as low as sixth and level on points with Everton. If uh, we'll just be ahead of them by goal difference, which is not something they will want to see happen after a year of winning the title, is it? It's almost the worst thing that could possibly happen. <laughs> hmm. But obviously, they're going into this week uh, under more difficult circumstances for obvious reasons yeah yeah so if you haven't seen the news which uh, would be a shock um it was announced the other day that Jurgen Klopp's mother had passed away uh, at the back end of January due to COVID-19 we send our thoughts and wishes to the whole family and he will be unable to attend his mother's funeral due to travel restrictions from the United Kingdom to Germany um considering it was about two three weeks ago now he seems to have had it well together but um let's see how long it affects him in the long run but on the pitch is where they've had the problems in recent weeks i mean they've lost their last two games one nil to manchester uh one nil to brighton and overbion and four one to manchester city on sunday just gone and they haven't really i don't know there's just something missing with them this time around compared to last year the defense is weak and missing through no fault broken through no fault of their own 
Mm. The midfield is dead. There's no energy to it. And that is from their own doing because they're playing them all as centre-backs. Yeah. And their attack, for some reason, just don't score. Apart from Mo Salah. Yeah, that's just a sparing. Hmm. But on the other hand, Leicester are looking really good this season. They drew their last league game against Wolverhampton Wanderers 0-0 and beat Fulham a few days before 2-0. And they won late last night in the FA Cup against uh, Brighton and Hove Albion. Real question, though, is uh, which could be a possible doubt, is uh, youngster James Justin, who has been in phenomenal form for him this season. He went off with a knee injury, but we don't know the severity of it yet. He did look quite bad, though, when he did go off. Yeah. Oh, we're seeing it in real time, actually. His knee jarred a little bit. You gruesome. Yeah, it's not really nice. So hopefully he's not out for too long because he has been probably one of their best players this season and he seems to finally be getting the recognition that he deserves for how well he's been in that Leicester squad. They've also uh, allowed Jamie Vardy to come back as well so if he can continue how he was performing prior to his injury it could be a real problem for Liverpool defensively. Um, For me I think this has got a Leicester win written all over it and I think it's going to be hard for Jurgen Klopp's side to go to the King Power and try and get something out of them. Elsewhere on Saturday in the 5.30 kickoff, Pep Guardiola takes on Jose Mourinho and Tottenham Hotspur. Man City come into this game on the back of 15 straight wins, which is the uh, Premier League record, and they just look absolutely flying at the minute, while Spurs, on the other hand, have had an up-and-down season. I mean, they beat West Brom their last league game but then they lost the three before that to Liverpool, Brighton and Chelsea and currently sitting eighth place in the table you got to say this could be an easy win for Pep Guardiola's side well forget Guardiola for a second if there's any time for the Jose special to return I mean yeah you could expect a Jose special but for, I don't know, I just don't see it happen I think this Man City team is, is too good and there will is this the lowest that Jose's ever been against Pep in this, you know, eternal rivalry that is Pep versus Jose? Yeah, but is it also his weakest squad that he's ever faced Pep Guardiola with, though? That's very harsh on Davinson Sanchez. <laughs> I mean, it's not the Christ. Yeah, but the way he gets into that team is just because he can speak Portuguese, if you remember from the documentary. Wouldn't you want a multilingual centre-back? I would want someone that can actually play centre-back, rather than Eric Dyer there at the minute. But for me, I think this is a comfortable City win, and I don't think anything's going to stop them from rampaging onto another title. Unless it's their own undoing. Uh, Elsewhere in the Premier League this weekend, on Sunday afternoon at 4.30, there is the game at the Emirates Stadium between Mikel Arteta's Arsenal and Leeds United. Um, Arsenal will be without Kieran Tierney and Thomas Partey for this one due to injuries. 
not really the best of signs for them, but for me, I think this is an easy Leeds win. I don't know about yourself on this one. Because it was a good thing we recorded again, because we didn't have that news. <laughs> no. In the early, I said that for Arsenal to win this, they have to be better in the possession they get. Yeah. That is whether Leeds allow them to have it because of their instant press that has obviously mm. caught the eye of many one and, and just makes them so entertaining to watch. But Leeds are still just as hit and miss. Yeah, I so know you, what you mean, but... you still got to give Arsenal some sort of chance, but Leeds will be oh, going to the Emirates. Leeds will go to the Emirates with all the hope in the world because you know, so many other teams have gone there and made Arsenal look like nothing. Yeah, I mean, I just don't, for me, this is a bit of confidence. I've seen a bit more of it in this lead side than you do with the Arsenal team. I mean, Arsenal's last two fixtures, they lost to Wolverhampton Wanderers 2-1 and then lost to Aston Villa uh, 1-0 last week. So, I don't know, it just, there's nothing dangerous about that Arsenal team in terms of like threats going forward. Or make you think, oh, okay, we should be really scared of this Arsenal team compared to where, you know, the Leeds attack is quite dangerous and how quick they can transition the ball forward, especially on the wings with uh, Rafinha and I forgot who the other winger is. Jack Harrison. Yes, Jack Harrison, who's on loan from Man City. Rafinha asked us around that you want to make getting caught on a counter, they did seem to be done by that against us as well. And mm. the was, was weighed in school. Yeah. Well, I think this Leeds team will definitely be capable of exploiting Arsenal's defensive mm. issues and scoring on the counter-attack. And, and Patrick Bamford loves a goal away from home. Yes, so definitely think of uh, hedging something on Patrick Bamford to score. Uh, the game before that sees West Bromwich Albion take on... Manchester United at two o'clock at the Hawthorns. I mean, you got to say United have got to be the favourites heading into this. I mean, if they're not, you need to get your head on a straight. Yeah. I but, mean... But it's yeah. it's still there in the back of my mind with Big Sam. He gets teams motivated for the big clubs. Does he, though? I mean... Yeah, they got that result against uh, Liverpool back in December. But what have they gone on to do since then? I mean, the results since the Liverpool draw, which was their second last game of 2020, they've lost 5-0 to Leeds, 4-0 to Arsenal, beat Wolves 3-2, lost 2-1 to West Ham, 5-0 to Man City, drew 2-2 with Fulham, lost 2-1 to Sheffield United, and then uh, lost 2-0 to Tottenham last week. I mean, for me, I just I don't see Big Sam being able to break him out of this bottom three. Yeah. I mean, on paper, you know, it should batter them. Yeah. But I would be very surprised if it happened. Uh, I think anything less than two, maybe three now, I think United will be really disappointed because they've got to be scoring a lot of goals in this game to keep the pressure on, on City because... Well, Let's be honest to you, a Scott McConaughey hat-trick is all you need. (laughs) 
which wouldn't surprise me if he does end up scoring one a goal. Uh, He's becoming a new Paul Smith, isn't he? Not quite yet. Could uh, potentially get that way, but um, yeah, I don't see anything being able to help West Brom. Uh, and then the other big game we have to look forward to this weekend is on Monday evening at 8 o'clock between Chelsea and Newcastle United. Thomas Tuchel's side coming into this game um, on the back of some excellent form in the league. Won their last three games, beating Burnley, Spurs and Sheffield United. Looking really good under Thomas Tuchel, you got to say? Yeah, still waiting his first loss, which will result in his sacking. But they're in good stretch. Mm. Well, Newcastle, on the other hand, are continuing their topsy-turvy season. I mean, they won 3-2 last week against Southampton, but a couple of days prior they lost 2-1 to Crystal Palace and then they've been rocked by injury um, this week. So Callum Wilson's been rolled out for six to eight weeks. Um, there's also been Fabian Shaw's out for a while as well, and um, Javi Mankio as well. So they're three losses to this Newcastle side, which won't help Steve Bruce out at all. But for me, I think this is quite an easy Chelsea route. Yeah, I'm not prepared to say that you smash them. Wait, because you see, both both the Chelsea games over under two, they've been sort of close. They didn't beat anyone comfortably. Yeah, I know what you mean. There hasn't been one where you think, okay, this Chelsea side under Tuchel looks really, really dominant. But I think it's one of them where he still... This will be his fifth league game now under them. So I think maybe the next two, three weeks we'll probably see him put aside uh, away properly. I mean, after this Newcastle game, they face uh, Southampton which is I mean you never know what Southampton side is going to come up but then after that they've got three four really hard matches because after Southampton they play Man United at home Everton at home then they travel to Leeds and then they finish March off uh, with a game against Liverpool so that's a hard spell coming up after the next two definitely the proper tests and Mr. Tuchel there. Yeah. It should be interesting to see how he gets on. Uh, elsewhere in the Premier League this weekend, the earlier game on Monday evening sees David Moyes' West Ham play hosted bottom of the table, Sheffield United. Again, results going their way. West Ham could leapfrog Liverpool up into fourth for the time being before obviously Chelsea can overtake them later on. Everton play Fulham on Sunday evening at seven o'clock. And this early kickoff on Sunday sees Southampton take on Wolverhampton Wanderers, and then the other games on Saturday, the three o'clockers is Crystal Palace versus Burnley, and then the eight o'clock kickoff is Brighton and Hove Albion versus Aston Villa. So some good fixtures to look forward to this weekend, and it was going to be interesting to see what happens towards the top of the table, as we could see quite a lot of change uh, from second downwards. Right. On to uh, some women's football now. We had some action uh, last night for us day recording. So 
Brighton beat West Ham United 1-0 thanks to an Aileen Whelan goal in the 31st minute, again from a set-piece play similar to the goal against Chelsea at the weekend. And Chelsea ran out 3-0 winners against Arsenal, a Panillahard, Brace and Frank Kirby with a goal in the 90th minute to seal the three points for Emma Hayes' side. was two games called off as well. Uh, They were... Tottenham versus Bristol City and Aston Villa versus Birmingham City due to frozen pitches. And then we still have some more fixtures to look forward to this weekend. So on Friday, no, today for the listeners, Manchester City play Manchester United at 7 o'clock on BT Sport 2. And then on Sunday, Arsenal play Aston Villa, Bristol City play Chelsea and Reading face Everton this weekend. So they are some good fixtures to look forward to. Hopefully they all stay on and go ahead, but you never know with the adverse weather that is set to be planned for, uh, not not planned, the weather can't be planned, but is uh, allegedly set to come this weekend across the United Kingdom. I know you hide your, yourself, put yourself in high esteem, but you're not God. <laughs> I mean, I'm not that good to plan the weather. Um, right. <laughs> On to the Predictions League now, which I'll hand over to you to lead us out with. Yeah, another, another pretty interesting week of games, I think we could say, for this week. Mm-hmm. And the Premier League, obviously, is delivering in that as well. So, for number one, we have Leicester and Liverpool. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. But I think... That forward line of Leicester's just going to beat that Liverpool defensive four just about, and I'm going to go with a 2 1 Leicester win. Last time they played, I know Liverpool smashed them, and we were all expecting a draw. But I'm still going to go with that draw and say 1 1. Mm, okay. So we've gone to. Pep Jose, Man City Spurs. Um, I think this is going to be an easy City win. Um, I just don't see... They just look formidable at this minute in time. Uh, And that's why I'm going to go with 3-1 to Man City. I'll say 2-0 to Man City. And third game, final one of the Premier League. I said I wouldn't put them in the predictions league ever again. And yet here we are. Arsenal and Leeds. Um well like I was saying in um what you call it, the a lot of the preview talk talking about it. for me I think Leeds are gonna definitely be the favourite here and I'm gonna say Leeds win two 0 Well, with the prediction I make right now we can officially say if the opposite happens of what I predict right now, then Leeds will never be in predictions league ever again. They will win 2-1. Okay, okay. Right, on to our three uh, foreign games now. Or European games, not foreign, European. We'll go to Germany and Italy for the three games this week. First one, Germany. The, I guess we can say struggling Borussia Dortmund versus Hoffenheim? Um, I know, like you said, Dortmund have been struggling, but 
I think I don't think it will happen many times soon, and I think I want to go with a Desmond, aka two two. And I'll go for a, a draw as well. I'll say one one. Okay, and over to Italy now. To Italia. We go. Probably the, the biggest game, the Serie A. Napoli and Juventus. Wow, is a proper good um, clash to look forward to this weekend. But I think it will be the team from Turin that play in the black and white. And I'm going to go for a 3-2 Juventus win. It's still one to me because did these two actually eventually finish their rescheduled one from last time after we got postponed? Uh, I can't seem to remember. It's one of them where I remember it, like the whole commotion of it, because they had a lot. Uh, Napoli had a lot of positives, and then they asked for the game to be called off, and then it wasn't. And then there was just stuff about them travelling, and then they and didn't they got, travel, and they got deducted points, or so. Or you, they got the points for some reason. It was. Yeah. Um. Just having a quick look now. No, the game hasn't been played as of yet. So this is this would be the first the, time since that. Yes, since that incident back in October, it was the end of October. Well, most of that in Napoli then, but I still say Juventus have too much for them, and big Cristiano goes off, and it ends two 0 Juventus. By going off, you mean he performs really well, not he goes off the pitch. Maybe he can do both. <laughs> well, true. I mean. It could go off Andrea and Polo, but we're not going to go. <laughs> yes, and Andrea Polo hasn't been afraid to substitute him off this season. Let's say that for sure. No and the final, exactly. And the final game for this weekend, we travel to Milan, but not for the league leaders. And the we're rivals. not physically tired. We're not actually travelling to Milan. That's good. You can get to Dubai. Oh no, but you can't get to Milan. The Inter versus Lazio. Oh, it's very interesting to look forward to. Um, I'm going to go and side with Antonio Conte's side here and go 2-0 to Inter Milan. I also go Inter, but I say 2-1. Okay. It's about um, it's one game where we've gone the opposite. Uh, Leicester lead. Uh, Liverpool, I've gone for a Leicester one, you've gone for a draw, but apart from that, we've gone quite similar this weekend. Oh, we've all gone for... Just again. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to hope you get the perfect scores then. Because even then, at that point, you'd still get points. I'd still get two, or you'd be clawing back one point each time. It's a flawed um, scoring system. <laughs> <laughs> Heading into the weekend, you're on 59 points and I'm out ahead on 83 and I'll be hoping for a better weekend than last where I seem to uh, struggle a bit. Right, um, we have the Champions League to look forward to next week, which is something good uh, rather than the FA Cup. Uh, I'll just go over the results. Not as pitchy boys. So the FA Cup results that we've had as of time recording, Bournemouth beat Burnley 2-0, Manchester United beat West Ham 1-0, Manchester City beat Swansea City 3-1, Sheffield United beat Bristol City 1-0, Leicester beat Brighton by the same scoreline, Everton beat 
Tottenham 5-4 and Wolves versus Southampton and Barnsley Chelsea haven't happened as of yet. Or oh, we don't have the results of them. Not haven't happened because Wolves Southampton has actually kicked off at a time recording. Well, we'll probably have to re-record this a third time, so it probably will have happened. <laughs> <laughs> so with the Chelsea game at this rate. Um, the final 16 teams for the Women's UEFA Super, uh, Champions League sorry, were confirmed today after the final tie between Bronby and... I've forgotten who Bronby played now. Anyway, uh, the final 16 teams have been announced and the draw will take place at 11 o'clock UK time to 12 o'clock Central European time on Tuesday. And the seeded teams are Lyon, Wolfsburg, Barcelona, PSG, Bayern Munich, Man City, Chelsea, Rosengard and the unseeded teams are Atletico Madrid, Fortuna, Hjoring, Bronby, LSK, Kavina, Bik, Kazgurt, AC Sparta Praha, AFC, ACF Fiorentina and St. Poulton. So it'll be interesting to see who Manchester City and Chelsea get. Um, I think two teams I wouldn't want to face there would be Fiorentina and Atletico Madrid in the unseeded side. Apart from that, I think everyone else, they'd be comfortable uh, with getting victory. And other bit of news today regarding women's football uh, Isabel Christensen has signed a new two and a half year deal with Everton to remain at the club which is uh, good news for Willie Kirk's side right it's now time for guess this squad this is where me and Brad both choose a game from the past and we have to see how many players we can name um, right Did we so what happened in the last recording <laughs> go on then I'll allow you to oh I mean I Oh, yeah, but uh, we actually drew. <laughs> Star ever. Which I actually couldn't believe it happened. So I'm kind of glad we get to do a rerun now. So we don't have any chances of a draw. I'll wait to, I'll wait to see what game you get. Excuse me? Just while he, you know. <laughs> yes. Um, so as I went first last time, your game, cast your mind back to 2012. And to the <laughs> yes, it's not as far back. And cast your mind to May of 2012, and at the FA Cup final between Chelsea and Liverpool. That was Chelsea Liverpool. Oh, that was Man City Wigan for a second. No, that was the year after. Name the Wigan squad. <laughs> yeah, no. Can you name me as many players as you can from that Liverpool team? Interesting. So this is just after that week period. Mm. How many of them are still in that team? I'm not going to tell you that. I know, but I'm thinking, I'm totally myself. <laughs> I'll say six. Okay. Actually, Fire away when you're ready. Oh, because oh, 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 I've just remembered the game I had. No, six. Oh, okay. Andy Carroll. Man, the starting eleven. Oh, pacing right. He comes off the bench and does that header, doesn't he? He does come off the bench in the fifty-fourth minute. All I remember minute. is the header. That's all I remember. That final, that header, that check saved somehow. Okay, so that's your technically one wrong. I mean, I'm screwed because he. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Twenty-twelve. Surely Martin's girl. Yep. Yeah. 
Banya Lager still there. Yep. Goalie. Goalie, goalie, goalie. Actually, Suarez is the striker. Yep. Lucas. No, come on, how is Lucas Leiva not in this starting eleven? In twenty twelve. Lucas Leiva's starting eleven. He's not even on the bench. He must have been injured for this game, Lucas Leiva. Uh-huh. So that that you done after three. So this team was Pepe Rainer in goal. Oh, it'd be a shame when I put out the first recording. Glenn Johnson. You got Martin Skirtle and Daniel Aga, Jose Enrique, defensive midfielders of Jay Spearing and Jordan Henderson. For some reason, I thought Spearing would be nowhere near this. I knew he was still there, but I didn't think he'd be anywhere near it. Right wing, Craig Bellamy. Left I've got wing, another, I've just got no. Let me say the left wing. Stuart Downing. Oh. Who's the attacking midfielder in that squad? Stevie G, for fuck's Exactly. How do you not get Steven Gerrard, lad? Come on. I, I need it. Slap him. <laughs> you do. If it wasn't COVID, I would have slept just sleep by now. And then the bench was Donny, was the substitute keeper, Donny, Jamie Carragher, Martin Kelly, Maxi Rodriguez, John Joe Shelby, Andy Carroll, which he said, and Dirk Coit. And the manager was Andy Daglish. And it was Chelsea that went on to win 2-1, thanks to Ramirez and Didier Drogba. With the goals. So yeah, that's why I didn't go with that Chelsea squad because you would have easily guessed that team. What? Oh no, yeah, I would have just said the Champions League team. Um, exactly. I mean, if you don't win this, then leave forever. <laughs> the podcast is cancelled. <laughs> now. Okay. 2010 World Cup final Netherlands team. If you don't win, then just... So, I've only, I've only got a name for, don't I? Yeah. Nigel de Jong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Giovanni van Bronckhorst. Yeah, that's two. He was the captain. Robin van Persie. Yep. Um, Thank you, Big. <laughs> Wesley Schneider. Yep. <laughs> yep, you win. <laughs> Keep going. Not as well. Dirk Hout. Interestingly, yes. Um, Johnny Heitinger. Yes. Uh, Edwin van der Sar in goal. It is not Edwin van der Sar. It's, it's not Jasper Sillison. T. No. Krull. No. Who's the Dutch keeper there then? It's Martin Stecklenburg. Ah, Stecklenburg, yes. Um, oh, there's another. There's two midfielders there. You should get Ryan Babble. No. One is actually. It's unreal how you haven't got him. Is it? It was the best player in this Dutch team at the time. I'm not blank. Winger. That has not help, right? I believe he was at Bayern Munich at the time. Or maybe Real Madrid. Who? Iron Robin. Oh, shit, yeah. I don't know, Actually, maybe, she said... maybe 2010 was probably just too early for his peak. 
2012 was the peak, Robert. Yeah, you said 2010 by Munich, and I went straight to Luca Toni. I was like, Luca Toni. Was, Tony's was he still not... around with doing since 2010? Who, Robin? Yeah. Uh, no, he had just joined by. Uh, that's why. That's why I couldn't think of it. Because he did he join that summer after the World Cup or the summer before? The summer before. Uh, 2009. The, the other centre mid, I guess, surprising he didn't get him. He was the dirtiest player at the tournament. Okay. Well, it felt like he was the dirtiest player at the tournament. Mark Van Bommel. Oh, yeah. Okay, and the yes. two cent, the two centre backs, well, not centre backs, the two defenders you missed. Gregory Van der Veel rolled back. Yes. Yeah, um, I think is it Joris Matheson? Matheson. The subs they ended up bringing on. Edgar Elia. Whatever happened to him? I don't know. Wasn't he a Fulham? Sunderland? Or did he do both? I don't know. I don't know. But you'll know this book. Raphael van der Vaart. Yeah. And Edson... Brahide? Never heard of him. No. Mm. But there was no way I was asking his name that Spain squad. <laughs> Considering how bad you did with that Liverpool squad, I mean, it was really good you didn't ask me to name that Spain Nobody squad. Nobody wants then. to remember that Liverpool squad. <laughs> That's what I thought. Because I initially went with the 2009 FA Cup final, and I was like, nah, that, I think that would be too easy for you. So I went, you know what, that 2012 Liverpool team is quite obscure. And I didn't know whether you'd think of Luis Suarez because him and Andy Carroll have joined that previous deadline day, wasn't it? Didn't, did they join January deadline day? They did. Yeah. Or was it? A, or had they been there a I year? Swear that was a year before. Yeah, they did. It was the year before they joined. January before they joined. So they'd been there just over a year. I didn't know whether you'd be able to get both of them. The fact you forgot Stephen Gerrard. I wasn't thinking. <laughs> Absolutely mind-boggling. Right, that is the end of the show. We'll be back at the start of next week to wrap up all the talking points from this weekend's action in the Premier League, the WSL, and anything else that happens in the round of in the world of football. And um, anything else that happens? And let's have a look back at our predictions. And we'll also uh, look into the English sides getting on in the Champions League, which I don't know whether any English teams are playing next week. I can't remember in the Champions League. You'd think they would be. So we've got uh, Leipzig versus Liverpool on Tuesday. It's the only one. It's the following week where we got. Um, and City and Chelsea playing but until our show at the start of next week whatever you're doing stay safe stay home stay warm and we'll see you then until then it's goodbye from me and goodbye from my co-presenter Brad how the hell did I get Stephen Gerrard wrong how do you forget how to play Rainer as well that's, that's your biggest issue with this well you said the Stephen Gerrard one but Jesus Christ that was a poor performance from yourself there anyway until then what this Next episode is not going out, it's the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, we'll see you soon. Goodbye.